Spoken is a podcast about nothing. It is not for children. The hosts will contradict themselves, and they are all amateurs. If you want any sense of professionalism in your podcasting, go somewhere else. There will be swears, the hosts will make themselves look like stupid crazy people, and only about half of the jokes will be funny. You have been warned. Hello all, and welcome to Spoken. I'm your host, the Grand Author, but you can call me Jory. Uh, it's your boy, XE-boy, worst boy, the pretentious proofreader, Riley. Alright, and this week, or, well, it's been, um, little under a month, I think? Yeah, just under a month, my guy. Yeah, a bunch of stuff happened. To be fair, one of those weeks, we, uh, bounced because you know, holidays, like, it's December right now, uh, well, actually, it's January, we are recording this the 3rd of January, 2020, and, um, the day that World War Three uh, began, I mean, it, it hasn't begun yet, but it's, it's starting, guys. Uh, there's only a couple more hours left tonight, I don't think it's gonna happen right now. Okay, but Possibly. Okay, look, things happen very quickly, the draft could technically start any second now. Yeah, technically, and, you know, I mean, as everyone knows, it is your moral obligation to dodge the draft to avoid contributing to the illegal military-industrial complex that is, you know, pointlessly going around the world, destroying everything for the sake of oil companies. And we'll probably get but, arrested I mean, for treason for just saying that, but you know what, it's fine. Freedom of speech, they're literally not allowed to do that. That's That's what freedom of speech actually means. We can criticize the government and the military, and they cannot arrest us for it. That is literally what freedom of speech means. Freedom of speech, uh, kind of doesn't, kind of is only applicable in certain situations? Yes, exactly this situation. Literally this situation. What I mean is- This is the situation that it is applicable in. What I'm saying is, sometimes the government doesn't care. No- I mean, Nixon. yes, they might try to arrest. Yes, but you can just appeal up the legal system and eventually get to the Supreme Court. And well, it is a Republican-controlled Supreme Court, but eh, you know what? This is not a conversation to be had on this podcast. We are not political experts. No, uh, but we are we still will... politically invested. That's true. I mean. It's kind of hard not to be politically invested when you're an autistic gay person. And an but, autistic you know. bi person. Mm. Well, I mean, I'm technically... and eh, it doesn't matter. Queer. I'm queer. That's as far as that has gotten. Mm. Uh, so, uh, what has happened in the intervening weeks in your life? In my life, uh... Just a couple, like, highlight moments, you know. Highlight moments? Well, Christmas was pretty good. I got a new bookshelf and redecorated my room. And... Ah, you still celebrate Christmas. You fool, I have upgraded to the pan-religious, and also, like, non-religious version, which is Candle Nights. Huh, never heard of that. You see, I still... It's a McElroy thing. Ah, I see. Understandable. Mm. Have a nice day. Uh, I... I won't. Look, man, I'm just trying to be polite here. 
How dare you call me a man? I just said I was queer. I'm kidding. <sighs> Alright. Well, at least you were being jokingly difficult. Uh, but yeah, no, I... It's funny when I do it. Yeah. I mean... That's Sorry, what I'll we... stop interrupting you. No, 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 it's completely fine, because that's what we'll go with for now. That's the official response, alright, everyone? Hey. <laughs> Sorry, uh, my sister's cat is stepping on my sketchbook. Oh. You're gonna smudge it. Hello, I love you. Mm. Sorry, as you were saying? Uh... Well, I just heard about that cat, so that that was a pretty good highlight. I got some new Yu-Gi-Oh cards, so now I can be a viable duelist. Yeah, uh, if anyone wants to square up with me, I'll be in the duelist city fighting Kaiba. And Well, I mean, he's gonna just point a gun at his own head and shout, I'll kill myself if you don't let me win halfway through the battle. So, like, I mean, that's only really something he did once, and then every other time he actually... And then he lost all trust! You, you only have to pull that shit once, and uh, you're not allowed to be a duelist anymore. You have violated the sanctity of Yu-Gi-Oh! I mean, you're allowed to be a duelist. It's just kind of frowned upon to the Yu-Gi-Oh! community. But, I mean, it's still pretty interesting that it happened. But, yeah. Kaiba Kaiba's a piece of shit. Change my mind. Don't, I actually. Mean, and also, don't use that meme. I did it by accident. Um... The guy who started that, the oh, I know what its origins are. Chase Mar- yeah, yeah, Ben Shapiro. I mean, it isn't Ben Shapiro, but it is Ben Shapiro. Or no, right? It's Steven Crowder. That's who it was. Yeah. Which I just sort of lump all the climate change deniers and like crazy right wing people into a little corner of my brain, and I try not to think about them. So sometimes I just, like, mix up their names, and it literally doesn't fucking matter, because they're garbage people. Yeah. But, yeah, no, just square up with me in the Duelist City anytime y'all at home want to duel. And... Ah, you have activated my trap card, Duelist City. You instantly lose the game. You've literally never played the game in your life, Jory. Shut your mouth. I know. You see, you're a filthy magic player. So are you! I mean, not anymore. I've seen the light. Really? Really. If I sat down across from you, handed you a magic deck, and said, let's play magic, I would, would you kick really your ass. not want to play with me? Yeah, with the cards. I mean, that's... Yeah, exactly. Uh... Look, I, but I'm not good at magic. Yu-Gi-Oh! Like is it. my main game at this point. I'll still play magic with friends, but Yu-Gi-Oh! is something I'm actually interested in becoming competitive in. Nerd. Anyway, anything else? Um. Did you get any, like, exciting Christmas presents? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Gucci new gaming computer. And, uh, TV. Like an actual gaming computer? Yes. What the fuck? Those things are expensive as hell. Upper middle class. Um, I'm also in an upper middle class family, and I've never gotten anything more expensive than, like, I got a trampoline once year, uh, one year, and it was, like, $300, and that was the most expensive thing I have ever gotten as a Christmas gift. Oh, Maybe I'm lower well, upper class. I don't know. It, it, no, you are upper middle class, but like technically, um, 
the most expensive thing I've gotten as a Christmas present was actually this year my dad paid for my car repairs, but that was like only kind of a Christmas present thing. Eh, it's not important. It was very nice of him. Yeah. Um, and then I bought myself a whole I bunch of I think it's books. more of a... You don't have... I just realized I've never actually asked you if you have siblings or not. Yes, I have one sibling. You've met him. Ah, I have two siblings. Ah. And my parents are still, like... They didn't completely pay for their ways through college, but they did, like, support them through college. And mm. like, they get all three kids stuff every year, so... I guess I just don't get as much. You're just too spoiled. I mean, yeah, but my brother is way more spoiled. He is what uh, the kids nowadays like to call. I mean, he isn't exactly this because it, he he isn't as uh, much of a dick, but kind of a hype beast. I don't know what that term means. Oh uh, my god, I'm old. No, okay, think rice gum. That's pretty much what I mean. Sorry, re repeat that term? Hype beast. No, the second one. Rice gum? I don't know what that means either. Okay. Uh, I mean... I, I, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. This... Alright, you know what? Actually, gonna, you're the lucky well, one because actually, you're not the I'm one that's invested it. in YouTube drama. Alright? I know, this is Google. Uh, I'm gonna Google it. One second. Alright. It's a brand. Oh. I Hype mean... Beast is a brand. There's also... Men's Contemporary Fashion and Streetwear brand. I've heard it be used. I've heard it be used by one person oh, online. Oh, Beast culture. Ah, there Someone, we go. usually male, who collects fashion pieces that are hype. Oh, okay. Oh. So, like, a prep. Yes, except more expensive than being a prep. I mean, depending on what brands... Yeah, okay. Sorry, a brand nut. That would be... There we that's go. That's what my generation called it. Back in my day, three years ago. I'm going to okay boomer you if you keep this up, Jory. Okay, but I'm not a boomer. Like, I understand the sentiment of it, but you could say, like, okay, millennial, because you're Gen Z. Look, I called my Gen X... I did... I okay boomer my Gen X teacher, alright? Words have meanings. Anyway, this is, this is like you calling metatextual stuff metaphysical. Like, that's not what that means. Well, yeah. I mean, that, uh, that was just me straight up using the wrong word on accident, though. Okay, I guess you are using the wrong word on purpose here, but it's still the wrong word. Please. Yeah. Anyway... So I guess now it's my turn to say some stuff that's happened. And uh, the biggest yeah. one is I moved. I no longer live in the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin. I now live slightly outside of Madison uh, in one of the suburbs of Madison. And I'm not going to be more specific because it's actually a relatively small suburb. But I'm like 10 minutes outside of Madison, which is really cool because like it, it's a really cool area of the state to be in it is no longer uh super conservative everywhere yeah it's still like redneck trash I, that thinks that the united states will instantly win world war three because we have four nukes and everybody that's literally yeah, an argument that, i heard at school today uh 
I can one-up you. I heard a guy that said the Nazis were right, and eugenics is a good thing, and autistic people should not be born. Like, like freaking, I'm not going to say his name on air, but let's call him, um, I can't think of a fake name that we don't know at least one person with. Uh, whatever, I won't, like, give him a name. But yeah. he works yeah. at we'll go the with Quick yeah. Trip in town. He works at he works at one of the Quick Trips in town now. Uh, I don't think you would know him at all. But I actually might. I know a lot of the people that work at Quick at Quick Trip. You'd be surprised in in my town because we're oh. actually from two separate like sister towns. Well, yeah, right next to each I other. I guess that's fair. I thought you may be referring to my Quick Trip. Well, one of my two Quick Trips. Yeah, there's two quick trips in my town, and then your town is less than five miles away from my town, my old town, and it also has two quick trips. That was always, like, a weird thing. Like, how many quick trips do they actually need? I mean, let's be entirely fair. At least quick trip is a higher quality uh, gas station slash convenience store than literally everything else in the country. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My mom got me a uh, gift card for BP, and I was like, oh, <gasps> thank you. Uh, and now that I, uh, because, like, I just closed my savings bank account, uh, because it was in my old town, and I have to move all my money here now so that I can actually access it, because it was, like, a really small chain bank that doesn't have any, um, buildings here, so I couldn't oh, I think access I know it what, without driving I all the way I think I know what, uh, bank you're talking about i think my mom yeah i, I can't say the, the name of it because it's for, the though. name of the town oh i can't say no it's it's my town savings bank so oh, i can't okay. like say it um anyway so that branch obviously doesn't have any or that bank chain obviously doesn't have any branches here in madison so i had to close that account and then they gave me like a bank check with all of the money on it uh, about three thousand bucks and I said, oh, cool, I'm going to use Chase's mobile deposit thing then because that's convenient and it means I don't have to go to a physical location. Guess what? If you use mobile deposit for a check over $1,000, it takes two weeks to clear. It still takes a while if you like give them the check in person, but it takes longer with mobile deposit, which is great because that means I have literally one penny in my checking account until the 7th. Ah, yes. So I had to use the gift card was the point of that story. Yeah. I had to use the gift card to get gas so that I could actually like drive here. Um, BP is so much worse than Quick Trip. Like I'd never been inside one before because like I always go to Quick Trip because I have a rewards card for Quick Trip and I always mm-hmm. go to Quick Trip. And so for the first time I stepped inside a BP and it was so like dingy as like, someone who's lived in any other part of the country yes that's how every other convenience store is you guys in wisconsin have at really? least one thing right and that's your convenience stores you say you guys in wisconsin as if you don't also live here okay i live um, here but i'm not from here so really wait what i'm from michigan okay so i'm originally from michigan then i moved to indiana and now i came here how have I never heard this before? I guess it's never come up. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's just not a thing that we would talk about much. You see, that's why I'm so liberal-minded, because I wasn't raised around you, these shotgun-toting rednecks. Well, then how do you explain me, motherfucker? 
Okay, you are an exception. Well, I think the real reason is I made a best friend very early on who, like, I spent more time at their house than I spent at my own, and they were extremely liberal and also queer and, like, trans, and uh, their mother also was, like, super liberal, and they were, like, really cool and taught me to be liberal and not an asshole. I was an asshole before I met them. I am so glad that I met them. My life went on a completely different uh, path now that I have known them. Uh, and I am infinitely better for it. Oh my god. Mm. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I literally used to like just spend all my time at their house. Because they were my neighbor. Anyway. Huh. Uh, what else has happened to me other than moving? Um... That was mostly it. I've just been applying to, like, a lot of jobs recently. I've applied to, like, a pizza-slash-convenience store. I've applied to, like, a couple Walgreens in the area. All right, so I have, this recommendation if you're in the Madison era, area. I know you're outside of Madison, so it might be a bit of a commute, but it could be really fun for someone like you to work at, like, that one arcade, Geeks Mania. They're not, uh, I've been there. I love that place. Oh, uh, they're not hiring right now. Oh, that. that sucks. That that would be yeah, really fun they, to work at. It would be. Um, yeah, they're not hiring right now, so I'm putting in applications around. Like, That was one of the few things where I was like, I'd be willing to drive 20 minutes into town to do that. Hmm. I'm not really. It's 20 minutes every day of commute is so bad to me. I've uh, never had to commute more than like five minutes. I hate it. So I'm trying to keep like within the area of my little. As someone town. who, uh, uh, most of the time during summer makes commutes to my fa- to my father's work just because uh, sometimes he doesn't want me here at home alone. I mean that doesn't really happen anymore, but it used to when my mom was working and so was my dad and I was a young boy. Uh, he when has like I was a, a he young has like, boy. My father took me to his work. Okay, okay, you know what? That's too edgy for this podcast. I'm going to need you to tone it down. Excuse you, it's my podcast. I determine how edgy it is. Yeah, well, you know what? Um, I'm embracing my ultimate self. Oh my god, you're taking control of the narrative? Yep. <sighs> Damn it. Yeah, you hate it when that happens. So does literally everyone. Well... I like Homestuck Squared. And I liked the epilogues. I mean, I like one of the epilogues, and it's the one that Homestuck Squared primarily takes place in, so that's cool. Look, I didn't care for me. I didn't care for me at all. I still liked me. The John Rezzy stuff was uncomfortable but like it was supposed to be uncomfortable this is not the conversation we should be having um anyway yeah uh back to work just back to one quick back to the quick thing i was talking about because we were talking about commute times and i thought this could be fun to talk about my father has has a 40 commute uh 40 40 minute commute every day uh and that's for every job that he's worked at in recent memory my mom drives to Milwaukee for work every day. Oh. Hmm. It's an hour and ten minutes there, and then another hour and ten minutes back every day. 
that's pretty long. I do not understand how. Yeah, um, I do not understand how she does that. She complains about it a lot, and she has recently taken to working from home a lot more, and I think it's making her a lot happier, so. Um, I mean, I'm happy for her. Those, I don't know about, like, how commute times were, but that just seems like you're working at Konami, but it's with commute times. No, she works in, like, an insurance company. She's, like, the HR department of an HR department. It's weird. Uh, anyway, so for Candle Nights, I got um, a lot of stuff, but the thing that I am most excited about is I have an easel now for my painting. I have a painting easel, and it is making painting so much easier and better for my back. That seems like that would be very uh, stunks. Because normally I have to, like, lean all the way over my sketchbook or my canvases to paint on them so that I don't get, like, you know that weird perception effect where there's, like, the really stretched out images and then you can only see what they actually are if you're standing in, like, an exact spot and looking at them from the perfect angle? Yeah. If I'm not careful, that is what all of my paintings and sketches look like when I'm just sitting down and, like, not moving my head around. So I have to keep moving my head around and leaning really far over everything, and it is so bad for my back. Ah. So now I have an easel, and I can paint while standing, and it is so much better. I'm actually currently working on a couple of pieces that I'm super proud of the progress that I've made so far. They are, it is, it is so much easier to sketch than paint, and it is so clear that I have spent more time sketching than painting. My paintings still do not look good, but I'm working on it. But they look... Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm still making them. That's the biggest thing. I'm just continuing to make art. Mm. I'm trying to do, like, one piece a day, um, and it's really hard for me to, like, do that because I'm not a very motivated person, uh, especially not having a job or, like, school or just something to do every day to get me out of the house. Um, it sucks. It sucks so bad. It is so hard for me to just, like, get off of the couch or the mattress that I sleep on and, like, do anything. So I'm really looking forward to having a job again because I was so much more productive when I spent six hours at a register, to be honest. Very nice. It's this weird, it, it's this weird thing of, like, I had less time, but because I had less time... And during some of that time, I was forced to be active. It was easier for me to keep my momentum going and keep doing stuff. I actually feel that, but I don't get feel productive like on with school just because it's so used part so much a part of my like daily routine. I can only get motivated by going to work at this point, and I only have that's, a summer job. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, I would advise once you're like a senior to see if you can get, because I don't know if your town does the same thing that my school's uh, public school did, that my town's public school did, but we had a thing, a work study hour, where um, you could, if you had a study hall the last hour of the day, you could say, okay, I'm going to work for that study hall hour. And Actually, for uh, juniors and seniors, you can take the entire second half of the day off to do that. Whoa, really? Well, it is a really small town. And so also a lot of farmers. You know what? You know what? We have days off for hunting season. I am not surprised. Oh, I don't. we don't get those. 
really? Yeah. Oh, my town had that. Yeah. And it was like just sort of accepted that when hunting season came around, even on the days we didn't get off, like half the class wouldn't be there because their parents would take a family day to go hunting. That is still a thing. We still don't get most of the kids in our school during hunting season. Just we like, literally had like a day or two off during the first couple, like the administration of our school would schedule their administration days where they had to take the day off anyway to do like paperwork and stuff on the first couple days of hunting season every year on purpose. That's pretty smart. Yeah. It's also super small towny. Like, yeah, it's such a, it, I tried explaining it over the internet to someone from a big city once and they were so like shocked and weirded out by it as someone like, who's your lived school in both takes big days city, off so that as someone who's lived in all three big city suburbs and uh small town yeah this is pretty weird guys yeah like literally someone was like your your school takes days off so that the students can go shoot guns and I'm like, oh my god, you don't even know the half of it. Sometimes students will show up to school and be like, oh fuck, I forgot my rifle in my car. And they will bring it in to the office and say, hey, I forgot this in my car. And no, that's it in actually car and illegal, and it. we don't do that. Yes, it is. But uh, a couple times, like kids would bring hunting guns into the office and say... If you found this in my car, I know that I would get ticketed and possibly arrested. I don't have time to bring it back without, like, go without getting late. So, uh, can I just, like, be late? And they got a slip and went home and deposited their gun and then came back and the office was cool with it. All right. happened. Okay, well, like, at, at, least least once. at least they're taking it home. I thought yeah, you no, they, they didn't let them. They did yeah. not let them keep it in the school. No. Okay. But so I can understand like, at least keeping it in the office because a lot of people have guns in small towns. So, like, it's just more advisable to just let them go home for a little bit. Yeah. Like, I mean, the wild thing to me, though, was that the office was like, oh, yeah, I mean... I heard that he literally brought the gun into the office. That was how it was told to me. I don't think that's actually what happened. Uh, but, like, that's what the story became by the time it got to me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure what actually happened is that he, like, went to the office and said, Hey, I have my gun. Can I bring it? Like, can I take it back home? Can I have a slip so that I can be, uh, to like, not late to class yeah which is still which is still a crazy thing to do because it is still illegal just to have a gun on school grounds at all it in the is. parking lot or whatever yeah which is why like he would have gotten ticketed if he just left it in his car or possibly arrested like it's still illegal yeah but they were cool with it sometimes big cities though actually are worse one time a kid br accidentally brought a switchblade into school and gave it into their gave, gave it into the vice principal and they got arrested well i mean one time i walked into school with my bike lock because i had uh like misplaced the key and they were like you can't have that that's a weapon and i was like really you it, fine take it but this wait, is ridiculous. Wait, and then kids like, allowed to have later, a gun in the parking lot, but you're not allowed to have a bike lock? I was literally just going to put it in my locker, and the office lady saw me and was like, no, you can't. And I was like, what? Why? And she's like, well, 
we don't let kids have like stuff they can use as a club. And I was like, really? You, if I wanted to do that, I would just like lift my backpack full of textbooks and slam it into someone. Like, really? Yeah. Like, really? Anyway. Um, and then later I found out that the actual reason was because I have a permanent record or had a permanent record in high school. And, um, oops, they considered me violent. Which, eh, to be fair, I did get in a lot of fights, but I never started them. I just ended up in them. Ah. Uh, you see, I have the strategy of keep my head down and talk pol politics with my friends. I have the biggest mouth ever. I have and a big so mouth. When it comes to, like, competitive sports in gym class, just because it's funny to see everyone get angry at me. I don't know if that's psychopathic or not, but I find it absolutely hilarious. Alright, so, uh, I'm gonna be honest. I forgot to write a script again, because it's me. So, what I have today is I'm going to say what I remember about Watsonian and Doyleist theory uh, because that's what I said we would talk about in this episode. And then I might expand upon that at a later date when I do some actual uh, writing and research on the subject. And uh, we're going to talk about something else for the rest of the episode after I'm done. Or I might, like, we might have a short conversation about it. Uh, so basically, when examining flaws in writing, there are always two very basic... Uh, ways to look at the flaws, the Watsonian perspective and the Doyleist perspective, named after, of course, uh, John Watson and Sir Arthur Conan Doyle of the Sherlock series. So basically, the way that this uh, goes is Watsonian theory of literary critique is based in what actually happens in the text and explanations that work in-universe. So, like, how it would be justified in-universe that the flaw exists. So, uh, for example, with... Let's go with... Um, how about Steven Universe? Right? Okay. I mean, if we want to, I was really looking forward to seeing the Watsonian uh, dissection of Quiet's design, but whatever. Uh, we can do both. It's good to have multiple examples. Um, All right. So, at the end of the fifth season, for the big finale, uh, Stephen insists on forgiving the diamonds, which many people, myself, and I'm pretty sure you included, say... Oh yeah, I absolutely a, hate it. Yeah, it was a massive flaw in the series that um, retroactively ruined a lot of the strongest moments thus far. Uh, because... Ah, uh, yes, space Nazis are forgivable. We should all just forget everything Palpatine did and let him forgive himself. Yeah. Well, because, like, the biggest reason that the forgiving of the Diamonds plot was so problematic was because, for the longest time, they were written as if they were just villains. And there is some, you know, argument over, well, this is the very thing. So, there are two flaws with that. One, that it happened at all, and two, that the diamonds were written inconsistently, which led to it being a problem in the first place. So, to address the problem of the inconsistent writing, 
the Watsonian uh, explanation for that would be that they, uh, for example, Yellow Diamond's first appearance. She was stern and loud and everything everyone expected her to be. She was basically a female yellow Darth Vader. She was... And also she was blowing up planets. We can't forget the fact that she had destroyed planets in the background. Yes, destroying planets, ripping up organic life. She talked about, like, killing things very openly and nonchalantly, like it wasn't a big deal. She was a monster equivalent to Darth Vader firing the uh, Death Star at Alderaan just to mess with Leia. I mean, not quite, because she was doing it to expand the Empire, but it was still genocide on a galactic scale. I mean, scale. I wouldn't say that he was expanding the Empire. I think he was trying to quell the rebellion. There it, technically yeah. wasn't any territory officially under non-imperial control, but there was a lot of uh, anti-imperial propaganda. Sorry, I'm getting off topic. I, I love care. Star Wars. I don't care. Okay. I hear Rise of Skywalker was bad, but I don't care enough and I'm not going to see it. Anyway. Um, Actually, I really liked Rise of Skywalker, so like, I don't know. Okay. I don't I don't care. Um, I have no opinion one way or the other. Even if I... I'm not going to see it. Maybe once it comes out on Disney+, Plus, I'll like watch it in seven or eight months, but I don't care. Uh, as I was saying, so she was written as this loud, commanding, unreasonable, angry uh, tyrant that flaunted her authority and was the very, like, definition of, like, his very famous thing of Nazis in Nazi Germany uh, would repeatedly, like, hire Jewish architects and engineers and scientists, and then the second the Jewish people said anything they didn't like, they would immediately say, oh, we're not going to trust that. That's Jewish science. And, like, this was a thing where the German soldiers and uh, the people who were convinced they were a superior race would say that they just didn't care about what any other quote-unquote inferior person thought because no one except themselves as the superior race could have any correct thoughts and that's basically exactly what yellow diamond says in that scene she is not concerned with the the with the thinkings and musings of a puny peridot that's echoing the same sentiment as the nazis and she's destroying planets and she's committing genocide there are so many ways that her actions in that first episode echo back to the Nazis and give her the symbolism of this absolute terrorist dictator that's taking over the entire galaxy by fear. She is outright a villain in that episode. And then the next time we see her on the human zoo, she is completely different. She is in mourning and she is explicitly not very violent and she is conflicted about what is happening and then in her next appearance she's again a completely different character her writing goes back and forth and all over the place and the watsonian reason that people have come up with is that they believe she is acting in different ways because in her first appearance 
She was being accompanied by her pearl. She was being recorded on a uh, broadcasted message. And she was in the presence of a paradox. She had to maintain appearances. She had to be loud and angry and a symbol of authority. And then the Watsonian explanation is that in her human zoo appearance, she was finally, as she thought, alone with Blue Diamond. She allowed herself to be vulnerable and she showed her true colors, which is to say her, you know, mourning colors where she's just feeling bad that pink is gone, etc. So that is how the Watsonian defense of these two different characterizations plays out. But the Doyleist perspective is the reason she's written, uh, the reason she acts differently in these different episodes is because the episodes were written by different people who had different ideas of what the show was going to be. So the first episode that she's in, the episode with Peridot contacting her and attempting to reason with her about the cluster, was written by a guest writer. It was not written by Rebecca Sugar. She had, she helped with the storyboards, but she did not actually write most of that episode. And then her second appearance in The Human Zoo was written by Rebecca Sugar, which seems to suggest that Rebecca Sugar always planned on redeeming the diamonds, but... She never actually, you know, took the time as showrunner to explain that to her other crew members. And so they ended up with this conflicting imagery of what Yellow Diamond was, because they all thought that Yellow Diamond was the villain that was outright evil and unforgivable, and Rebecca Sugar thought that she was this redeemable human character. These are two completely different characterizations that are irreconcilable. In, irreconcilable. Yeah. Uh, and then that leads to the finale. The Watsonian explanation is that the diamonds always were so conflicted with the way things were. And other than White Diamond, they always just wanted to go back to being happy with Pink, and they never really wanted to take over the entire galaxy. That's the Watsonian explanation. And the other Watsonian explanation is that White Diamond literally just didn't consider anything other than herself worthy of being considered alive. She didn't think anything other than herself was even sentient, because only perfection could be on the level of a human being, which, I mean, well, uh, on the level of being a diamond, but that is literally what white supremacists think. It is, mm. she's literally white diamond, and her philosophy is so uh, anachronistic, not anachronistic, what's the word? So allegorical towards white supremacy yeah. that it is so difficult to believe that she was not intended to be an allegory for white supremacy the mentality of white supremacy it's yeah. it's absurd the idea that she wasn't but if you look at rebecca sugar's writings and you look at what she said on the matter white diamond wasn't meant to be an allegory for white supremacy she was just supposed to be a character obsessed with perfection which uh, that's mm. the Doyleist explanation. Rebecca Sugar 
is just not a good writer and she didn't really understand what she was doing with White Diamond because her color, her obsession with perfection, her insistence that no one but herself is capable of even having the correct thoughts, that she must do what she must do for the sake of the betterment of all others and she knows what's best for everyone. I'm sure Rebecca Sugar meant for it to be like this stern motherly figure that was ultimately wrong but good-hearted but what it really sounds like is a nazi i mean that's literally the slogan of or the idea of the white race needing to do what is best for the rest of the world because they are the only ones that know best and the other races should sit down and let them do what they need to do to fix things that is a real thing that happened in history. That is a real ideal that people had, and it was disgusting and fueled by racism. And Rebecca Sugar has un uh, supposedly unintentionally echoed that sentiment in her children's show. I really hope that she did this on accident. I really... Uh... I am not saying that Rebecca Sugar is a Nazi sympathizer, but in to echo the words of a uh, particular YouTube YouTuber that I like, uh, you should check out her videos. Her name's Lily Orchard. Um, that two-hour video? No. It's a good uh, video. I, uh, to I don't echo think her good words, video, but uh, I two don't, hours is too long. Eh, fine. Okay. It, our podcast is two hours. Dad, shut up. To echo her words, uh, quote, I'm not saying Rebecca Sugar is a Nazi sympathizer, but I cannot blame anyone for thinking she is based on the show she has written, unquote. Uh, so to move on to Solid from Metal Gear. Um, Solid from Metal Gear? <clears throat> what's her name? Quiet. I don't know how. I fucked up that badly. Solid, like, as in Solid Snake, the protagonist of most I of think, the games? I think that is what my brain was trying to do. I don't know. I have no... I've never played a Metal Gear game, and I probably never will. I. You need... No, I'm going to find a way to get you to play a Metal Gear game. I like the You're plot. So good. I hate the gameplay. That's a sentiment that I could almost agree with, except for Revengeance and Metal Gear Solid Five. Oh, the gameplay in those games. Are Revengeance, that's fair. I do, I do like the look of Revengeance's gameplay. I play that, but I don't, I don't like stealth games. I don't like shooter games. I don't know what to tell you. Hmm. Anyway, we need to find a way to get you into. Metal I'll just Gear play Phantom story Pain, mode because I don't. Need I'll just watch the cutscenes or something. It's fine. Uh so. Quiet. Uh, she's the one that is always almost entirely naked because she breathes through her skin, right? Yeah. So that is the uh, Watsonian explanation. She breathes through her skin because of the virus she was infected by, which means that she has to have a costume that shows a lot of skin because otherwise she will suffocate because she needs to have her skin exposed because of the virus thing. But... As several fans have pointed out, another character, um, 
I forget his name. The old guy that dies of old age. What was his name? Oh, uh, I know who you're talking about. The boss in Metal Gear Solid 3. Crap. Time or something? No, he's like the rat? Wait. I can remember it. I can look it up. It doesn't really. Anyway, um, so him. He, uh, is infected by the exact same virus. But he is covered head to toe in clothing. His name is The End. The End, yeah, that's his name, yes. The final boss, The End, of the third game, uh, is infected by the exact same virus, if I'm remembering correctly. Again, I've never played Uh, The End isn't the final boss, but he's, like... A boss? He's pretty end game. Doesn't... Eh. Dude. The boss, not big boss. Look, you're just gonna make me angry if you keep trying to spout these names. Okay, I'm sorry. But, anyway, um... Because Big Boss is a character, isn't he? I'm going to stop now. Uh, the point is, yeah. the Watsonian explanation of Quiet's design is that the virus makes it so she breathes through her skin, so she has to have her skin exposed. But the uh, the Doyleist explanation is the writers wanted her to be a character with lots of skin exposed, so they gave her the virus and said she breathed through her skin to justify it after designing her like that. Because I mean, they infected... what most... That's what the large consensus of the game is. I mean, that character design. I mean... Yeah, I mean... But, like, my whole point is, Watsonian explanations of things are the explanations based in what is true of the universe, what is diegetic of the universe, the elements that are part of the story. And the uh, Doyleist explanation is an explanation based on how the writers wrote it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that's really it. So we can talk about something else now. Yeah, we can. How about that Home Squared? I haven't read the new update yet. Shut up. It's so good, you have to. The Omega Kids okay. are adorable. And Vriska is I also I know that there. there's... I know, okay, how close is a Harry Anderson Egbert to Yoshikage Kira? Because I saw a shitpost that uh, replaced his opening scene with Yoshikage Kira's monologue. Um, not at all. Uh, uh, dang. I don't think. I have to think about that. I mean, okay, so he's like, he's like, you know, a teenager in high school raised by John Egbert and Roxy. And he's exactly like what I think a person like that would be. So I think he's written very well. Um, mm-hmm. he's used to John constantly trying to, like, prank him as his dad and, like, play jokes. And he was also, like, told repeatedly that he's from a long line of pranksters. So he's very used to people, like, he treats everything as a joke, basically. He's a very, like, Oh my god, I identify with this character too much. Maybe yeah. not, like, the dad being that whole backstory thing, but as someone who takes everything as a joke, oh my god. He's very good. 
Um, it takes the Omega Kids. Uh, do you care about spoilers? Because I don't. I mean, not really for Home Squared. Yeah, it's not that big of a spoiler. It takes the Omega Kids plus Vriska literally showing up. Well, he's part of the Omega Kids. Um, it takes Tavros, Vrissi, and Vriska literally showing up to his high school in the middle of a school day with Gamzee's dead fucking body for him to realize that they're not joking. It's amazing and hilarious. And you have to read it. I will eventually. Sorry, I left for a second. My mom's yelling at the dog, so I thought it would be best to close the door. Yeah, that's a good idea. Alright, so... Um... Mandalorian, huh? I oh, love, boy! I love I'm only on episode six, but I love everything I've seen so far. It is canon in Mandalorian culture that you, if you find a baby that is an orphan on the battlefield, you're its dad now. Yeah. Congratulations, you're a father. And, like, even if it's not an orphan, if you can't find the parents, until it is either raised to be a Mandalorian or, like, given that's, back to That was to also something species. in Legends, and that's really cool. I actually, like, in the prologue of the Order 66 novel that I own, the main character of that uh, prologue actually was raised as a Battlefield orphan Mandalorian guy. Hmm. Well, the extended universe yeah. is no longer canon because Disney sucks. By the way, that is one thing. Okay, but they have um, their own new extended universe and it's actually pretty good. Disney sucks. I fucking hate them so much. Um, in the... Uh, they're ruining... Okay. So, comic books are queer culture and I Jewish mean, culture, yeah. and they always have been. Like, the, wait, why are you? That's that's something that Marvel is doing right now. Like, they're doing a lot of queer representation. The comics are. Oh, uh, actually, that is fair, but I mean, there is uh, reportedly a new trans character in one of the two movies we have announced right now. Okay, I don't, know. I don't know anything about that. I mean, Kevin Feige announced it yesterday, so... Hmm. I don't... Okay, but they said they were going to have the first ever gay character in a Marvel movie, and then it was played by one of the actors with five seconds of screen time, and it was a side character that did nothing. That doesn't count. That's not real representation. That's fair. And they did the same thing with Star Wars, where they said they were going to have a gay character or a gay couple in Rise of the Skywalker or The Rise of Skywalker, whatever. Uh, and then it was literally less than a second during like yeah. the end of the movie. Blink and you'll miss it. Yeah, I know. Also, the thing I hate the most, they hetero fit in Poe. Oh, that hurts. That yes, hurts Oscar so Isaac was... Uh, Oscar Isaac has publicly stated that he will never work with Disney again because of that shit. And I don't blame him. Like, oh my god. Ugh. I do not like Homo Disney. Finn Poe was just great, everybody. Stop trying to ruin that. Yeah, even the actors agree. Like, there was an interview where the interviewers kept being like, oh, well, what, like, relationship do you think was the most powerful 
like, what do you think of Raylo? And all of the actors were like, I think Finpo was a better romance than Raylo ever was. Like, all of them, unironically. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Even fucking Kylo Ren's character, or actor. Eh, well, he had a moment of, like, fake shock, I think. But he also, like, agreed still when yeah. Daisy Ridley was like, no, I mean, right? That's her name? Hold on. Yeah, that is her name. Okay, yeah. Daisy when Daisy Ridley. Ridley, like, turned to him and was like, I think Finn posed a stronger relationship. He was like, what? And then he was like, well, yeah. Like, how dare you say I wasn't a good romantic lead? But then, oh, yeah, no, wait, I was playing a space Nazi. I was not a romantic lead. You're right. I mean, he does get redeemed in a a character way, and I really By literally like having Leia's ghost possess him and make him a better person. No. That's... Not what happened. Mm-mm. I don't know where you got that information, but that is wrong. Mm, okay, she didn't he has... possess him, but still... No. No, that's also... She literally... She used got the to... He literally to communicated... Except she died. She just made it so he saw her that so that started the transformation and then he had his own what, internal but it was journey also like throughout implied, the rest of the movie it, but it was also but implied he, by her like body not vanishing until after he died that like she was still there helping and connecting with him until no, her body wait her I body guess. didn't vanish into the force until after he died that's fair actually i don't know i think how do that, i know more about this movie than you I didn't no, even see I mean, it. I know about it. I just forgot about the fact that she didn't disappear. Anyway. Anyway, we Look, cannot talk I about just ignore, I'm just going to ignore that little factoid because the scene that he talks to, like, the uh, illusory Han was really powerful. Okay, listen. This is besides the point. Because, like, even if Kylo Ren does get redeemed at the very end, it doesn't make him a better romantic lead. Because there is no chemistry between Rey and Ren. There's none. Oh, I I totally agree with that. But I'm saying that Kylo Ren's character arc is still really good. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't seen the whole movie. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, anyway. So, uh, if you are following me on Tumblr or Instagram... You might have seen a sketch that I just put out today. Uh, if and remember, this is the third of December, so you can look back in my Instagram if you're not familiar with the sketch. But it shows, um, Riley. I would suggest you pull up that image now. Uh, it shows. Oh, okay, one sec. A backburner project that I am. I'm not directly working on, but like. I want to make a Oh thing yeah, that out person of. with the wolf. I actually thought you were going to yeah, transition so into the other Dune thing Dale that we did do over break. Is the uh sorry, what? Uh I thought you were gonna transition into the other thing that we made over my break. Uh can you remind me? Do you really want me to say it? Oh yeah. Right. He has a fursona now. Yeah, he's I a do. hyena. That's really all there is to say guess, on the matter. Guess I'm here now. You made it your Discord profile picture. I mean, 
I don't know yeah. what to I, say okay, to you But I this. also put it over a clone trooper. So, I mean, technically um, Excuse you, I put it over a clone trooper. You made me edit it. <laughs> because you can't even use uh, fucking Photoshop. Anyway. Yeah. Get some digital art skills. Uh, so, back to what I was talking about. So, Junedale is this project that I am uh, I have on a back burner. And it is a thing that I've wanted to do for a long time. Uh, and it's basically about... Um, so, you know, like, the Vampire Diaries and the originals and all those, like, Twilight and stuff. That's uh, It's always, like, vampires and witches and werewolves and they're living in the modern day, but, like, secretly. You know that kind of stuff? Oh, no. Okay, it's not that. Uh, it's okay. vampires okay. and werewolves You actually had me witches. terrified. Yeah. Uh, whenever I explain, whenever I try to explain it the other way that I sometimes try to explain it, people always think it's that. It's not a hidden world thing. I don't like hidden world stuff. It's an alternate history thing where witches and vampires and werewolves and other like mythical and magical creatures have like always existed and are basically like minorities and are just always around and have always been around. Yeah, so it's like uh, modern day equivalent. The technology is the same, but it's an alternate history. Uh, little Midwestern town, because, you know, n- write what you know. Yeah. Uh, loosely based on my hometown, but also completely different because alternate history. Um, and the basic idea is that they're... Okay, did you do this alternate history well, or did you do it like bright? Um, I did it lightly for now. This is, I said, it's a back burner project. I have not fully written everything. I plan to, I'm not going to fall back on the bright stuff of just having an entire race be the equivalent of black people and then slap African-American. Like, that's a really lazy way to do that kind of stuff and i'm not gonna do that and also the history was completely unchanged yeah exactly like the alamo still happened in that world i need to go on a rant about yes we've all seen the Lindsay ellis video uh anyway no i'm talking about the cosmop variety hour video well i mean the same point can be made by multiple people that's fair anyway so the basic idea of the world of junedale is that uh in junedale the small town um, the overall history of the whole world does not matter as much because it's just about this one small town. Uh, and the main character is this girl with special magical power because I can only write young adult fantasy. It's all I can do. Sue me. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I would sue you except for the fact that I'm mostly focus in young adult fantasy when I'm not doing comedy stuff. It's just so fun. I just love playing in the space so much and I will never stop and I cannot I still write I still like read tons of young adult fantasy. It's just great. I mean some of it's just great. That's fair. There's also definitely some bad stuff out there. But I mean I just like the genre. That's fair. I'm definitely a genre writer. Uh so the basic idea is that Werewolves, vampires, and witches exist in this world, and they always have. Uh, And also, like, shapeshifters and other mythical and magical creatures. But mostly, uh, this small town has three main populations. 
and the main populations are witches, vampires, and werewolves, because, you know, they're the, they're the popular ones, and I like writing them. Um, but, like, one of the big differences is, so I'm going with, like, the one thing that I like about the Twilight movies, there is exactly one thing that I like about the Twilight movies, and it's that they made the werewolves, like, literal wolves. Like, they literally just turn into big wolves. I fucking love that. Uh, so that's how my werewolves are. Um, but they aren't Native Americans that are referred to as dogs, because that was really gross and racist. Oh, yeah. Because referring to an entire tribe of um, Native American people as dogs, colloquially, is extremely gross. Bad. So it's not that. Uh, but basically the idea is that werewolves have this uh, distinct culture where they live in large groups and they're basically huge extended families and they adopt lots of kids and they're just, you know, like actual wolf packs in that they're really loving and non-competitive. And I really hate when, like, the Vampire Diaries and the originals and stuff do that thing of, like, I have to be the alpha, and if you also want to be the alpha, we have to fight about it. Because, like, even the person that did the study on wolves that discovered, like, the alpha-beta behavior thing later went back and said this is only accurate to some types of wolves in captivity, and it is not how they behave in the wild. Stop using this. So I'm trying to, like, base my werewolves on how wolves actually act, which is as a community that is, you know, healthily formed based on love and mutual respect. Like how community should be. Yeah. So the main population of the, like, more urban part of the small town area, the, like, semi-city part, uh, is all werewolves and it's like three or four families of werewolves but like the families in quotation marks because it's actually tons of families that all consider themselves like one big neighborhood that is all like oh yeah we're all family and like maybe not ah yes the dawn of the werewolf tribe kind of and like maybe we're not i'm sorry i had to do that it would be like a matriarch actually (laughs) and basically just someone's great grandma that's just oh yeah that's that's great grandma she just sort of tells us what to do, and she's the wise old lady, and she always knows what's best. Instead of being a mafia boss, she just makes cookies and deals chocolate chip cookies. Yes, and if anyone disrespects her, <laughs> they get ripped apart by several wolves in the night, and it's it's unrelated, definitely. It's a mafia boss thing, but with chocolate chip cookies instead of drugs. Another thing is, <laughs> uh, in the world of Junedale, it is always the full moon, so werewolves... Uh, so there's two types of werewolves, um, feral werewolves and, like, real werewolves. And the feral ones are extremely rare, and they're the ones that are based on the curse, and they're, like, communicated by scratching. And then real werewolves are, like, a literal race. They're, like, a people that, you know, are born. Um, and the basic idea is that... I want to hear... I want to see the evolution behind that. I want to see, like, the, uh... Uh, natural selection behind this see i don't have to go into that because um it doesn't matter it is not relevant Fine. to the plot uh but it, it could be funny though it could be but 
I mean, so it would guys, probably just be. I think I just be... figured out how to turn into a fucking. Actually, wolf. you know this what? It's going to be amazing. You know what would be cool? I think it would be cool if actually there was a wolf goddess who bestowed, like Romulus and Remus, with they were the first real werewolves, and Rome is full of werewolves. And now I'm gonna be writing. God damn it! You're contributing to my uh, alternate reality fiction. You're making me want to make this into a real project. Fine, but I get to write Athens, all right? Maybe. Um, anyway. Mm. Uh, and then the feral werewolves are, like, corrupted by curse magic that changes the nature of the blessing of the wolf mother or something. Um, and then the basic idea would be that real werewolves can choose when they shift, but they can only shift at night, but they can, like, choose to turn into their wolf self, and they do so as, like, a right coming-of-age thing. Like, they teach the children how to do it at a certain age. Uh, and then, like, all of the wolves in town are, like, brown or gray or black. Like, you know, the general wolves. Uh, and then the main character is the white wolf, which is, like, a prophetic mm. thing. They're, like, the chosen one kind of thing. Because, you know, it's young adult fantasy. Ah, uh, yes. The chosen one's twin. And, like, she has glowing purple eyes because I love purple and glowing eyes. And it's cool. Mm. And then, like, on the outskirts of town, there's the witch community. They are also, like, a very community-oriented thing. They, like, call themselves the Coven. And they're, like, a fenced-off neighborhood of, like, shacks and little, like, sheds and things. And they also have nicer houses, but it's mostly, like... It's just a little part of town where they don't care about their belongings as much as, like, they have tons of gardens, and they do, like, community rituals and stuff. Uh, and then the vampires live up on the hill in the heights around the water tower, and they're, like, the rich people in the big mansions because they control the factories and the industries and stuff because they're vampires and they're immortal and they've been here a thousand years and they run this town, don't you know? Alright, that sounds pretty cool. I want to know who the mayor of this town is. I just want it to be, like, some random guy who accidentally found their way to Judeo. It's just like, wait. I mean, humans also oh. exist in this world. That's the thing. Like, okay. the werewolf families adopt a lot of kids. So, like, there's also just some human members of the werewolf families and some shifters and just, you know, a bunch of different people that and monsters and things. And they're just members of this family. So, uh, the blob is a member of the werewolf family. It's canon here. You heard it here first, folks. I mean, could be. I don't know. What is a creative project you would like to talk a bunch about? I mean, I just... I really just started this creative project. Take Scott Pilgrim, give it the Motor City aesthetic, and then make it way too political. I mean, everything we do is way and, too political. Everything I touch turns yeah. into socialist propaganda. I didn't even mean okay, for it to happen this... in a couple of my projects, and then they just became socialist propaganda. See, mine is, it doesn't even become socialist propaganda. It literally is just the United States makes a lot of dumb decisions. It needs to stop propaganda. You know what? This is this is a world where the United States go to goes to war over climate change. So it's the Fallout universe? Except it's instead of a shortage of resources, it's the entire planet ganging up on the United States because we refuse to change our ways. 
Oh, valid. That is that is pretty good, like, post-apocalyptic fiction. Except it really isn't post-apocalyptic because the United States is the only one affected. I mean, yeah, there's this dystopia, but oh. it's actually on the moon where they decided to re- relocate every survivor because they don't trust any Americans anymore. I think it'd be Mars, but... I don't know. I like the moon or, setting better. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's up to you. It's just my aesthetic. I like the moon theme better. Because like since it it's already be white, it goes well the with the neon stuff that I'm going with it would be easier to fix the earth but also it's not necessarily a post-apocalypse it's literally just america's been destroyed all right well we've been talking for over an hour now so i think it's about time to head towards an outro so if you would like to plug some stuff before we move on to we actually have like a thing to react to this week we each picked one. Oh no wait we were gonna do oh, the yeah. thing we were gonna do the segment quick the honesty well, loves oh, company okay. yes yeah, uh, okay you can refresh me on the rules by telling the audience. Right. So this is a segment that I came up with, and we're going to try it once. And then if we like it, we're going to keep doing it. But I don't know. This is literally just going to be like an attempt. And I got to get a piece of paper up here so I can keep track of points. Uh, but basically, we agree upon a penalty for each of us beforehand. Uh, and both of us have to agree on it for each of us. Mm-hmm. So it's two separate penalties, one for each. And then we get five points to start with. First person to five points loses. To lose five points. It's an mm-hmm. elimination style game. The first person to lose yeah. uh, has to do their penalty. And the penalty has to be something that they can prove they did over Instagram or Tumblr or Twitter or some other social media so that the audience can check in with it. I will post it on our official Reddit if I All fail. Right. Uh, and basically, we I'll send whatever I do to you also if I fail so that you can post it. In a minute, we're going to stop the recording so that we can discuss and decide on penalties for each other. Then we are going to mm-hmm. announce those penalties on recording. Uh, and then we are yeah. going to take turns back and forth asking each other questions uh, and they have to be safe for work questions, Riley. Yeah. Because it's a podcast, it has to be appropriate-ish. All right, that's fair. And you can pass when you are asked a question, but if you do, you lose a point, and then the other person gets to ask another question. The only way to win is to answer a question honestly. When you answer a question honestly, you can then ask the other person another question, a different question, or you can ask them the same question that they just asked you. If you get asked a question that you asked the other person first, in other words, if someone turns your own question back on you, you don't have to answer it, but... If you don't, you instantly lose. So it's like truth or dare, but only truth. And also way more complicated. Yeah, slightly. I mean, you are supposed to make bets with truth or dare. Anyway, yeah. we're going to figure out the penalties right now. So I will right. see you in a moment. All right. So we have decided on a couple of uh, penalties. Penalties. Yeah. Why did it take me so long to come up with that word? I don't know. Brain fart. Anyway, we've come up with a couple of penalties. So I hate selfies and just pictures of myself in general uh so if i lose i am going to take a selfie put it on instagram and then set it as my profile on instagram and tumblr for a week or until the next episode of this podcast comes out whichever is first and if i lose i have to draw my fursona and then do the same thing as him Except I'm going to be posting my fursona to Reddit so y'all can make fun of me even more. I'll also send you my... I mean, you can just download my selfie from Instagram and then just post it on the Reddit okay. if you want All right. to do that. That sounds good. Yeah. 
I guess we should flip a coin. Do you have a coin? I have a d6. Alright, roll it. Odds, I'll go first. And then evens, you go first. Odd. So, I go first? Yep. Alright, so I have to come up with a question that I think that you won't answer. Mm -hmm. That I think you'll be willing to give up a point for. Mm -hmm. Uh, so... That is the objective of the game. What is a habit you have that you are ashamed of, but that everyone knows about? Mm, that I have. That you wish you could, like, stop? Ah, you see, you see, I think I know which one you're going for here, but I'm not sure. Let me think of a habit that I have that isn't that one. I'm not going to pass, because if I can't think of anything, I'll answer it, but... I feel like I can't think of anything is also, like, a valid Fine, I guess I'll answer truth, my one. But, like, but I feel like you wouldn't be able to then say, all right, now it's my turn, because it is a valid answer, but it defeats the point of the game. Yeah. So, like, you wouldn't lose a point, but you wouldn't get to ask a question either. All right. Yeah, I just don't have an answer for that one. Okay, you know what? I'll answer my one. I guess because of my autism thing, I flap my hands whenever I get excited. That's it. It's uh, it's weird, but stimming. Yeah. I mean, I get that. I felt ashamed of my stimming for a long time, and now I have replaced like tapping my fingers on stuff and flapping my hands, like I used to do a lot more. I still do it sometimes, but I used to do it basically constantly. Mm -hmm. Now, instead, I have replaced that with tugging at the hem of my shirt or clenching my fist until my nails stick into my skin or biting the inside of my cheek really hard, hmm. which is not healthy, but it is a thing that happens. Yeah. I That's not, like, the habit that I am embarrassed of, by the way. Yeah. That wasn't my answer. Yeah. Um, you did answer, so you get to go. I was just, like, elaborating yeah. for the sake of the podcast. So you get to ask a question now. You can either ask a new question, or you can reflect my same question back on the I feel like reflecting your same question is going to be just convenient. All right, so you're going to do that? Yeah, because I can't think of anything better. All right, so a habit that I have that everyone knows about that I am ashamed of but want to stop would have to be I burn a lot of candles. I have, I think, a mild form of pyromania, not diagnosed. I've discussed it with my therapist. It's not, like, major enough to count. But I do, like, just steal can. I used to steal candles from my parents and then just light them and watch them for hours and hours when they weren't home. I never left them when I wasn't looking. I wasn't that stupid. But I would just watch them burn down and, like, let the wax go over stuff and play with the wax and, you know, play with fire. All the stuff you're not supposed to do. And I still have, like, a candle addiction, kind of. Mm. I buy a lot of candles, and I I'm, I stick to jar candles now, because there's no way to, like, play with the wax or anything. Mm -hmm. I've stopped myself from that. But I still, like, I spend too much money on candles. Okay, and uh, I do have really an idea for a habit. new rule, because I, I did have a question... Uh, you can't answer the same thing twice on the same episode. How about that? What do you mean? Uh, like, if someone asks a question that's applicable to an answer you already had, you can't answer that same answer on the same episode. All right, but you can also say that, well, this is the truth for, like, the most of that thing, but yeah. for the sake of entertainment, I'll say this. Yeah. For the sake of the podcast. Yeah, makes sense. All right. All right, so um, my turn again, then, because you reflected my answer back at me, yep. and I answered it. What is 
you know, that was a one that you were supposed to lose. And I think for the sake of fun, I'm just going to give like a fun one. All right. What is your favorite kind of donut? Oh, you're asking the donut man this question. I'll have to go with the triple chocolate Bismarck at Quick Trip. It's great. Oh, yeah, I do love those. Yeah, reflecting your question also, back at you for this good. one. All right. Uh, I like cream cheese danishes. I don't know. Do those count as donuts? Uh, I count kind them as donuts. Of, kind of. They're always in the donut section. Yeah. I, I mean, then again, muffins donuts. are in the same donut or in the donut section. So do they really count? Um. Okay. Well, cream cheese danishes are like my favorite bakery item. Uh, if I have to stick with donuts, then I would say, ooh, I went to this one place with my sister once. She took me into Madison. Uh, Hertz Donuts, and they had this, it was like covered in pieces of candy bar, and it had, I think, like Reese's Pieces in the dough, and it was so good, and it was pure sugar, and my teeth melted, and that is, oh, so good. That sounds great. They also had like a mint one, it was like based on like a mint chocolate chip ice cream, but it was a donut. That, it wasn't as good, uh, but it was also fine. As someone who loves mint chocolate chip, that sounds delicious. Yeah, it was It was fine. I don't think it was as good, but it was fine. All right. All right, serious question time. All right. What is something you do that you know is unhealthy, but you can't stop yourself from doing? Play too many video games. Well, same. Yeah, you don't even have to like reflect my answer back on me for me to say yeah that's also that wasn't what my question was actually going to be okay so So my question is if you were on an episode of my strange addiction what would it be um i feel like candles again but for the sake of like moving on um i am kind of addicted to like digital gambling but that doesn't really count because it's not a strange addiction Mm -hmm. um i don't know i think the candle thing is like the only bizarre thing that I do that would really count for my strange addiction because they do stuff like people that eat toilet paper yeah like I can't think of anything else I do that's that weird it's pretty much just the playing with candles thing Mm. but I don't know if that really I mean it feels lame to give the same answer again but I think that's the only answer in this situation Mm. Uh, yeah that really is the only thing I can think of Mm. dang well except okay I do um like rewatch the same shows over and over and rewatch the same um, video essays over and over. I guess that's a weird thing I do. Like, um, you know, H bomber guy, the guy I tried to get you into. I mean, I've, I know of right him now. and I'm, a, I, if I wasn't so busy trying to watch every Scott, the was and every cosmonaut variety hour every day, then I would be interested in him, but just haven't had the time to do it. My guy. All right. Well, um, so he does a lot of video essays where he just talks for hours and hours about stuff, like why he thinks, like really long reviews of certain video games, dissecting their flaws and stuff. And uh, I think we're going to have to move this to a three strikes in your out system instead of five. Yeah. It's taking longer than I thought for either of us to get a strike, by the way. Uh, he does lots of that kind of stuff and just sort of reactions to like crazy alt-right people and he does like a lot of different kinds of stuff Hmm. and i love all of his videos and his sense of humor and stuff and it's all really great and all of his videos are like at least half an hour long sometimes i'll just be in the mood where i'll be like i just want to listen to like more of his videos and i'll just put on 
the ones that I've already seen and heard. That's exactly like, how I times. feel about like Scott the Waz and Cosmonaut Variety Hour. Specifically Scott the Waz, yeah. like recently. Also, this is like a shout out. If Scott the Waz ever wants to be like a guest on this, this is my invitation to him. If Harris Bomber guy reached out to me and said, I'd like to be on your podcast, I think I would literally die. I, I don't think I could handle that. Ah, uh, you see, I could handle Hey Y'all Scott here, I think. H Bomber guy is like famous now. He did a charity stream for trans people where he played Donkey Kong 64 and then he, for 60 hours straight. And then he got straight. talked to about Homestuck on it. Yeah, I heard about yeah, that. Yeah, and he had... He had Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez on that stream. A sitting goddamn senator. Yeah. Or wait, is she a... Well, I mean, she was a senator. Or is she a representative? She's in a political piece of power. Or she was at one point... Congresswoman. She's a sitting congresswoman. She is a sitting congresswoman right now. Okay, so whose turn is it then? Uh, That would be yours. I could turn the same question back on you, but I feel like you have a prepared answer. So I'm going to try something else. How long have you gone in the last five years without doing something essential like showering by max time how long have you put off something like that yeah does deodorant count too yes Uh, the thing is i didn't need deodorant until like very recently false but oh sorry about that i mean it's just a thing basically once you turn like 13 as a like person with testosterone Mm. your body just starts stinking ah it's not even necessarily a sweat thing it's just something with testosterone i know i just never i guess i never noticed the spell until i was like 15 oh yeah no it's last five it's literally impossible to tell until yeah anyway but yes you did need it but i understand not thinking you did i also thought at the time like i didn't really need it but yeah you did Uh, it's it's just a teen boy thing okay that's Oh. All right. Max time. I think we're gonna. I'm gonna regret saying this on podcast. Two weeks without deodorant. What about with you? I'm reflecting this question. Hmm. I have gone. Okay. So mm-hmm. I have very long hair that knots very quickly. And my family went on a summer vacation a couple of years ago, and mm-hmm. I forgot to bring my brush to brush my hair. So for two entire weeks, I didn't brush my hair which you really have to do if you have long hair. You, like, have to. And when we got back, I started freaking out because when I tried to brush my hair, I realized how badly I had fucked up because basically my entire, like, hair under the very surface level was one giant disgusting knot, and it was horrible, and I had to use so much, like, chemical straightener and shit to get it out, and it was the worst. It took hours of it took like basically an entire day so yeah about two weeks without brushing my hair at all which when you have hair as long Mm. as mine is unforgivable and i have showered or i have um brushed my hair like three times a day ever since the birth of a habit at least i don't know all right uh next question Let's do... I was going to say let's do a fun one again, but we've already been here for 15 minutes, so it's time to start playing to win. What is something that you thought you were really good at until someone Uh, sort of, you know, let you in on the truth that you were actually terrible at? Writing D&D campaigns. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, but yeah. That's... Yeah. It's hard... It takes a lot of practice. 
I am not. I mean, I've gotten better. I'm DMing a game right now, and the players seem to be actually enjoying it. So that's... I've gotten better. Yeah. Sorry. Good. That's nice. Yeah. It is a very difficult thing that takes Sorry about the uh, game that you guys were in. That was... Choo-choo. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, uh, your turn. I feel like that one is going to be a bit easier for you. Oh, this one is actually kind of funny and it could work do how many of your family members know that you're uh and they have, and they have to, to be, be safe, safe for work, for work questions, questions. Right. 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 right all right so uh a little bit of technical difficulties on my end by which i mean i fucked up and didn't record properly for the last segment of this video so this is a re-recording real quick this time the technical difficulties aren't my fault that let the record show that Yes, for once, I messed up. Anyway, so we continued doing Honesty Loves Company for a little bit, but eventually we both ran out of questions and resolved to let it be a draw for now, which means I anticlimactically neither of us have to do the, cons the penalty. Or we could both do the penalty. That could be fun. I mean, that could be fun, especially... That could look good on the Reddit to actually have a post. Yeah, let's do that. Um, okay, so we're both going to do the penalty. All right. uh, so I'm going to have to take a selfie and set it as my profile for the next week, and he's going to have to draw his persona and set it as his profile for the next week. I'm going to draw it in the Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff style. I mean, that'll be better than usual next time. So anyway. Ooh, shade. I'm not wrong. Uh, so anyway, uh, you can find me on Twitter wow. at TGA underscore NE, uh, the grand author. Uh, you can find me on Tumblr at the dash grand dash author dash NE for networking entertainment. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at the grand author, all one word. And you can also find uh, my work on my website at networkingentertainment.com. Yep. And... Uh... So, there's two things I need to make sure get uh, mentioned in the podcast, uh, because it, they probably got cut out. One, there was a semi-lengthy discussion of Beyblade during Honesty Loves Company. Two, I sent, a hate ma I sent hate mail to myself because I thought it was funny. And it wasn't. Anyways, back on to... It, it, I mean, it depends on who you ask. I thought it was quite good. Anyways, so... Uh, so the plugs, I don't really have anything that's public. I mean, I do have a YouTube channel that has zero uh, views, I mean, videos. So if you want to if you want to find me on YouTube, I am Rewind Gamer. If you want to find me on Twitter, I am The Pretentious Gamer. And uh, if you want to find our Discord where you can find links to all of this, uh, you can go to his website and find that. And also, I made the official subreddit. It's r slash the uh, grand projects, and we're about to have two posts on it, so that's cool. All right. You can also find me, uh, my Twitch streaming at the grand sucks at streaming, and you can find me on YouTube as uh, grand sucks at gaming. And you will be able to find my short story after the development hell that it has been going through mood anyway uh so i have a post here from tumblr for you to react to which you already know what it is so All right. um actually yeah. i'll pick a new one you know what really quick yeah i'll have to pick a new one too
Hmm. So. This. So thickness dash protection dash program says all I want in life is a group of LGBT friends to play board and card games with. And that's a big old mood. That is a big old mood. All right. Uh, I got one on our slash shower thoughts. The uh posted by you slash. S e n g w j. I don't know what that's how that's supposed to be pronounced, so I'm just spelling it out. Uh, the history books will, the history books that record the events of World War Three will be much more detailed and vivid, complete with actual tweets and colored photographs. Hmm. All right. Well, that'll do us for this week, and we will. Oh yeah, remember that you can email us uh, at networkentertainmenttga at gmail.com. And uh, at DeadpoolBoss2121 at gmail.com. And you can also send us audio responses via Anchor directly via the Anchor app that we are recording this on. And you can find our podcasts, you know, wherever you can get podcasts. Because Anchor is a very nice app and website that puts our podcasts everywhere. But like low-key, Spotify is the only way to listen to podcasts. I mean, I use Maximum Fun and Libsyn and Apple Podcasts and Google okay, Podcasts. Okay, but I just use whatever well, is you, available. You use those for like your uh, exclusives. I don't really listen to exclusive podcasts. I mean, they're I not mean, exclusive. The I literally just Google the name of the podcast, and whichever one comes up first, I open. Ah, uh, you see, I just use my Spotify account to listen to all of them. The only one that I couldn't listen to for a little while was the Pizza Party podcast, but that actually got all of its episodes on Spotify recently. Well, anyway, I will talk to you next time. And I will to maybe. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Later, gamers.